0: everybody back to the game ball podcast i am your host mark um it's sad that it's only been it's been four weeks since an episode was released there was nothing that was released two weeks ago
1: wow at all
0: no (laughs) well you know jen if i'm not here it doesn't happen right
1: i guess so (laughs) so anyway um
0: yes so uh tonight uh we are joined by roxy foxy jen um as you heard and also world famous twitch streamer the
2: Bat Dan.
1: Underscore. Dan
2: Aquino. Uh, I thought we actually had a world-famous streamer here. Like, did they not speak up? I I wasn't aware. But uh, thank you. That was quite the introduction.
0: Right? Look at you. Thank you. How are you doing, Dan?
2: I'm doing well, thank you. How are you all doing?
0: Good. Good. Thank you for being a last-minute guest. Uh, number one gamer dad, Tom, um, has a sick baby. Game ball mm-hmm. baby sick. So he couldn't make it tonight. Um But thankfully, we got a pretty good replacement who just happens to have experience with our retro roulette game which is nice
2: yeah i was very excited when i saw what jen had on yeah and yeah, what she's so. playing
0: <laughs> so i just got that dan yeah um,
1: so,
0: so uh, uh before we get into what we've been playing um jen i got a thing that i just learned about um that's dvd related and i don't know if you know um have you listened to any videos on YouTube remixing the Myers ding, ding, ding?
1: No, I actually have not. No.
0: Okay. Well, that's your homework for after. Okay. The, that ding, ding, ding sound or whatever he makes, like when he's nearby or whatever, you play it more than I do. Um, people have remixed it into songs. So just. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just go look at it. I was, I was laughing. I was crying laughing. Um, yeah. Someone had brought it up because someone used it. They were watching a um, content farm video you know, those places like Five Minute Crafts and all that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And somebody used that in the background for like their Halloween craft.
1: Oh, wow. That's funny. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so anyway, um, we'll start off as usual with the uh, what have we been playing with our guest. Dan, what what have you been playing?
2: Uh, I've only been playing Zelda. The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild on Twitch.
1: That's a good choice.
2: Uh, oh, I also I played um, VHS with you guys.
1: Yeah, That's true. We did. On, on
2: the stream. Right? Yeah, yeah, we did that. I'm not imagining it. <laughs> so how's Hyrule treating you? It, pretty well. I'm, I'm having fun. I'm, uh, I'm kind of just messing around. I'm doing way more than I've done in previous playthroughs, um, which, which I think is always very fun about Breath of the Wild. It's almost like um, like watching a movie that you haven't seen in a long yeah. time. And finding little pieces here and there, like oh, I never know, knew that was there. I never knew that was there. Uh, but yeah, I'm having fun. And VHS was good. Uh, first time ever playing it was with you guys, and uh, it's it's difficult, but I, I like the aesthetic. I like the character, uh, uh, the character looks and the monster looks. And yeah, I'm. I. Uh, I th- but that's it for me. Yes, I feel like we'll jump into
0: that one right here because I feel like the three of us have all definitely played this game. Um... Yeah, so I was also on that stream um, with Dan and Jen um, playing VHS. It gave me very much, um, just from uh, what we went through on the stream, very much early DVD vibes um, in the fact that you'd get in, have fun for a little bit in a match, and then you'd wait 15 minutes to play again. Um, So I'll forgive them just because I saw how long it took DVD to get to where they're at now. Um, And I think they have a good game on their hands from what I've been playing. Yeah. Um, I think I think the only uh, of the levels, we, well, I only really got into one level, um, but of the ones I've seen, um, I don't know if your opinion um, on this because you probably played a lot more than us. Well, you were level 56, so obviously you played a lot more than us. <laughs>
2: um,
0: but um, that wart level that we played, I didn't really like it. Oh, all. the uh, the lab? Yeah. it's It just didn't stand out at the aesthetic they're going for. It just didn't stand out. That's just me, you know. Like I've seen the high school and there's like a, a, a mansion, you know, that those things are what I think of with eighties horror movies. But that type of lab was just meant like, ah, uh, I don't know. You know, D V D had a lab.
2: You know, <laughs> was let's Hawkins. put it in there. It seemed yeah. it also Which seemed also a little more futuristic, I thought, the the lab. It looked more modern than eighties, to me at least.
1: I think it's a, um, like a cutting edge facility and that's where they, there's, there's obviously lore that I don't know. Cause I haven't really played as the monsters, but the monster wart is from the lab. He was grown there. He was created there. So <laughs> I'm sure there's some kind of backstory behind it, but I think it's supposed to be like a futuristic. Um, I don't know if it's really like a touristy place, but I, I, I get the vibes that it's, it was kind of like Jurassic Park in a way where people, you know, might have have been supposed to come and see the the creations that they had there and then something went wrong and it got shut down. But again, I don't know what what kind of lore is uh, in Bort's backstory because I haven't played as him really, but I can update eventually. I'm sure I'll get there at one point.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The I think the mechanic I, I like the um, that going into like the the. I'm going to say ether, but that's not correct. Um, You know, when you die to collect the things to help get you up um, on your own. Yeah, Yeah, the Luma. That's it. Yeah. Um, I think that's a cool mechanic. Um, Mm -hmm. And instead of just doing what they do in DVD where you're just sitting there, um, holding the buttons, (laughs) staring at your dead, like bleeding out body. Um, Yeah, I think it gives you it's what we've always said on what I've always said on this podcast and to you, Jen is I like games like this that have like objective based. Yep. You know, so instead of just staring at your character having an objective like go get these Luma, go find this book. Like it right. Yeah, it keeps me from getting bored of the process. So um and uh the other cool thing, not to jump around too much, is I like the aesthetic of the lobby a lot.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I I mean with the longer queue times that you were mentioning before There's so much to look at in the lobby. I've, I've logged a hundred and something hours in the game now and I still find things. I mean, they, they do add little things here and there every once in a while with the patches, but I still find things that have been there since the beginning that I am just noticing. Um, And my friends and I like to, while we're waiting, we like to try to come up with our own idea of explanations behind the posters and the games that are there and all the, you know, little things that are hidden in the background. So it's, it's very cool. I love the vibe as well. Yeah, yeah.
0: And I think it's a game that, you know, might be one of those things that I jump on your streams or maybe shows up on Gameball Pod yeah, um, in
2: definitely. the future.
0: It's, it's definitely a new game to explore. And um, I have not been in the lore of DVD enough to, you know, make that a priority to jump in. So maybe starting with something fresh yeah. might be the way to go um, yeah. with it. So, um, yeah. So thank you, Dan. Um, Jen, um, anything else new? How are the dinosaurs in Ark?
1: Any- <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm still playing Ark. They're good. Um, the people that I play with started a secondary server. So um, there was, a, I guess the newest expansion pack was called like Fjordor or something like that. Um, it's really pretty. So what he did was he ha- we have our main server and then he set up a secondary server and you can actually upload yourself off of the first server and then download yourself onto the second server. So they started oh. expanding into like a new world essentially and a new arc. So okay. um I'm looking forward to getting started with that. I mean I built up my own little area a lot and you know I have a lot of dinosaurs and stuff. So I'm excited to start from scratch on a new arc and just bounce back and forth between the two. Um <laughs> so that's been going well. Um trying to think I, I actually have been playing a lot of different things. Um Dead by Daylight. Which I don't really think there's anything I, new there. I heard um, the new
0: update's pretty good.
1: The new update. um, yeah. it's not as well, I, I was expecting it to be really tough for survivors, but it's not as bad as i as I thought it was going to be. Um, they messed with my favorite perk spine chill, so I'm still a little bitter about that. But all overall, it's still fine. It's still fun. Um, I like some of the little quality of life things they did, like improving the prestige system. I don't know how you feel about that, Mark, because I know your goal was to be a prestige level three Meg.
0: Yeah. Uh, uh, now they just went and destroyed it, so I'll <laughs> never play that game again.
1: <laughs> yeah. But overall, I've been having fun with that. Um, playing Phasmo as well. Nothing new there. Uh, played this little game called Neon White that yeah. somebody on this podcast got me obsessed with. Um, Dan. Mm-hmm, Dan, yeah. Um, I I think I said this... During one of our last, you know, few podcasts or streams, it was it was one or the other. But this isn't definitely not a game I would typically play, but it it has awoken in me the fierce competitiveness that I apparently have in the friend leaderboard where I just can't. I'm like not content with someone beating my time. So, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we're both I feel like we're both like that when it comes to this game. Um, Yeah, it's been a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, this game in particular, um, if you missed our stream yesterday, I went and tried to beat some of Roxy's times, as I said, mm-hmm. um, on there. And I have discovered that two of them uh, will take a lot of work for me to beat. Um, not so much that they're, like, impossible times, because obviously I've, there's world records that, that are better. But um, I don't have the skill set um, to beat them yet. So, um it's mainly because this is my first time really doing mouse and keyboard stuff in like a decades or more, maybe. Um, probably back to the turn of the century, um, and that's not an excuse. I mean, I I've got really fast times. It's just there's the one aspect of you got a faster time on one of the levels because you were able to do the quick kill um, that I just can't do um, on there, and I just gotta I just gotta practice it and do it.
1: Uh-huh. yeah it's tough. it's yeah. I mean I've been playing mouse and keyboard pretty consistently for i don't know maybe two years now, I would say consistently, and that that one level that you're talking about, I can't duplicate what I did like it happened once, and that's it for me. so if you beat that time, that's it. like I give up. <laughs> <laughs> I concede that level to you, yeah. but yeah there's there's parts in the game where you literally have to be like spot on you have to like shoot at the perfect time. Because if you shoot too soon or too late, that could slow you down somehow. Yeah. And like an extra shot on an enemy that may take two shots and you do three shots that slowed you down a millisecond. And if you don't turn while you're jumping to hit the water at this exact second, that's a millisecond. So, I mean, if you're, what did they call people? Um, Sickos. (laughs) Sickos. If you're a sicko (laughs) like us, that really gets to you and seeing your ghost fly past you and you're like, crap. I just messed up and starting it again and again and again. Yeah. Like I said, typically that's not my style of gaming because I don't like feeling really tense and stressed. But for some reason, I'm not stressed by this game. I'm tense, but in like a fun competitive way. Yeah, so. yeah.
0: and there's one strategy I don't know if you've picked up on or seen anywhere. Um, I haven't figured out to take advantage of it. When you shoot their projectiles, you go faster. Um, uh,
1: like the the machine gun card, the purple card?
0: So when they shoot at you, if you shoot their thing back at them, oh,
1: I did not that. know that. See, look at yeah. that.
0: Yeah. So I have not figured out to take advantage of that. There's a couple I, I, levels like uh, uh, that last one I showed you, um, the port one at the end yep. of the first. Um, if you go up with swords um, and no guns up to up that water, you like hit their projectiles back at them and kill them, and you go faster on the water.
1: Interesting. Okay. Yeah, That's but good it's kind of.
0: Yeah, it's it's a timing thing that I don't have. So I just did the strategy that I showed you last night Yeah, to save the one double jump so that you can jump from further away.
1: Yeah. And that's like that's one of the really interesting things about the game. There's so many there's so many different ways to approach a level like down to the most minute detail like that, where people are constantly like chipping away at it to find tricks to make their times faster. So it's really interesting. Um yeah. it's definitely it's definitely something that I want to keep keep playing. It's not something that um, I think I can play for hours on end at one time because it like mentally drains me. <laughs> yeah. But um it's definitely a lot of fun to, you know, to play for a little bit and put it down. And sometimes I do need to just walk away and like shake myself yeah. off a little bit because <laughs> you get yeah. you get so tense. Like you were saying yesterday on stream, you were accidentally clicking to jump or, or something because maybe yeah. your hands were just so locked up at one point yeah. or twitchy.
0: Oh, in that first level that I tried to beat you and then finally succeed um, I'd hit the sword button every so often. Yeah. Right. As when yeah. I moved the mouse. Yep. Yeah. And that slows you down. But right. yeah, it's it's little things like that. Um,
1: yeah. Yep. Uh, um, so anything else? Yep. I also have been playing, um, uh vhs which we talked about already so we don't have to go back into that but um just overall i'm obsessed i am really excited to see the um the future of this game how it grows a lot of people are very into it right now they're gaining fan a fan base you know a bigger fan base i feel like every day um and the dev team works really hard they're really responsive to people's feedback. Um, they've made a bunch of improvements already. I know the queue times is definitely like the biggest negative feedback that they've received, but they are working on it. And I've actually seen improvements since it started to now. So as long as more people are willing to stick with it and give it a chance, I feel like the queue times are just going to keep improving and we're going to get to the point where we're at with Dead by Daylight, where, you know, a few years ago it would take 15, 20 minutes to get into a game. And now it takes like, you know, two to five minutes tops. So or faster, depending on what time you're playing. Um, I've also been playing a little game called Viscera, which my friend Tallulah and Chill on Twitch, uh, they basically mentioned it to me offhand. Like, oh, have you heard of this game? And I hadn't. It's it's basically like a cleanup simulator, although you are cleaning up Viscera as the title alludes to. Yes, And I had jokingly messaged you saying, oh, this would be something that Tom would like yeah. as a joke. <laughs> and I played it. And then now I'm thinking, I wonder if Tom wouldn't really mind it as much because it's not like super realistic gore. Um, it's kind of hard to explain, but I, I'll, I'm interested to hear his thoughts on it if he ever sees gameplay of it. Um, but nothing too much to say there. It's It's just like a nice chill, <laughs> as weird as that sounds to say. Um, A chill game where you're just cleaning up guts and blood and stuff. Um, It's pretty tough. You have to find like every little spot everywhere in the the room that you're cleaning. But um, I've been playing that. And then the last thing I've played is an incredible new game that is extremely terrifying in the best way. And that's the Mortician's Assistant.
0: Oh, I just heard about that today.
1: Oh, my God. First of all, let me say, I'm not really one to jump on... Like if a new game comes out and everyone's like, "Oh my god, this game's amazing!" and all these big streamers are playing it at the same time, like sometimes that turns me off of a game because I wanna, I don't want to hear other people's opinions on it and then form, you know, like be influenced by their opinions. I kind of want to wait till it dies down a little bit. But I heard so many good things that I'm like, okay, how scary could this possibly be? So I played the demo first. It yeah. is, it is a, um, like a mortuary simulation game like you're going through and you're doing autopsies on people or you're doing you know these different procedures it's pretty graphic this is something tom would not like for sure <laughs> um and there are these there's this like demonic presence that's in the room with you and it's it's so well done where you have like this you know how in phasmo when you enter the house it you just have this like creepy sound yeah in the background, like there's like just this creepy sound at all times, like this ambience. And you could be at the computer entering information on like the body you process. And then in the corner of your eye, you realize the entire time this like demonic thing has been standing in the corner staring at you. And it like, it's that kind of, it's not a jump scare, but it just like chills you to your yeah. core because you're like, oh my God, that thing's been staring at me and I haven't even noticed it. Or something will just be like sitting on top of the shelf. Or something will be standing outside the window. Or the window will just be open out of nowhere. Like it's little things like that. Where you're like this game is messing with me in the best way. Um, So yeah I won't go into too much about it. Because I do plan on playing it. And I want to be surprised. So I haven't played too much. But that game is great. I'm very excited for it. I think it's one of those games where. I'm gonna be scared playing it on stream, of course. And my chat's gonna be scared because no one, unless they've seen someone else play through everything, no one really knows when anything's gonna happen. Yeah. So. And, ho-
0: and hopefully it's kind of randomized a little bit. Not
1: yeah, com- not
0: completely it's, procedural, but you know. Right.
1: I think it is because I've heard that you can reap there's a lot of value in replaying the game multiple times because I think there are things that you may miss the first few times. Um, and I think I would assume that some of the interactions with like the ghosts and the the figures that you see, I think it's kind of randomized too. So, yeah. Um I've heard that they suggest you play through it a bunch of times to I guess absorb the whole experience. But I'm really excited for that game. Yeah. All right.
0: Is That it? Good.
1: That's it. <laughs> I know right. I have a lot this week. <laughs> no problem.
0: Um yeah, so for me, um you would think me not being here for a podcast means I have a whole lot to talk about, but um not really. Um, I had a, a, you know, some non-video game life stuff in terms of taking a vacation um, and going to see my niece play softball in another state. Um, so didn't have much time to uh, play much there, but I did take my Switch, and I did play through uh, probably uh, my game of the week, um, which is uh, Live Alive, um, which is this uh, 30-year-old... Uh, Japanese RPG um, that is, was remade in the H2D2 um, style, like Octopath Traveler and mm-hmm. a Triangle Strategy, and uh, finally came to the U.S. Fully voice acted. Um, the, the design is gorgeous. I love the H2D2, H uh, 2 d hd 2 d when it's done correctly, um, and I think it's done really well here. Um, it is a series of like, mini-RPGs, like, different themes and uh, sort of different, you know, um, ways to battle or take care of situations, Um, but it's still the same grid system for all the battles, and you got to line your characters up to either not take hits or hit. Um, uh, Yeah, so there's, I believe there's seven or eight, um, I don't remember off the top of my head, different little RPGs. Ranging anywhere from prehistory to the distant future, where you play a little tiny robot. Mm-hmm. Um, the most fun I've had is this is one of the first RPGs in a while where you can name your character, um, and I've had some good names. I did my traditional "My Dude" um, mm-hmm. so that it comes up. And then the robot I named Hugh Ass. <laughs> and and it, I, it literally had me in tears, and <laughs> I'm a very easy man to make that joke.) Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it would come up and it would just be, you know, like, uh, it do computer things like, ah, oh, server connecting to huge ass, um, there. And it was just like, they don't ever say it. I'm saying it as it's coming up on the screen and it's making me laugh. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, what else? I've been playing that. Um, I'm, I just have to finish the pre history one and then I'll see if there's like a one where they all come together. Um, to like do something or there's some overarching story or if it's just these. Um how to beat said like twenty-five hours, so I could see it just being these mini RPGs. Mm-hmm. Uh highly recommended for anybody who likes turn based, uh grid style RPGs. Really, really good. The writing is outside of my making myself laugh, um, is really good. There's there's some really good jokes in there and um some things that, you know, they make the joke and you go, oh, okay. Like I didn't think they would make that joke, like, in a good way. Like, because, you know, coming out of Japan, you're like a very, like, Western-centric centri- joke um, mm-hmm. in the thing. So um, I would I would highly recommend that. Um, by the time you hear this podcast, I would have already uh, streamed um, As Dust Falls, which is, um, like, the graphic novel-esque art, um, uh, like, uh, choose-your-own-adventure sort of in the vein of... Um, Uh, Detroit Become Human and, you know, any of those branching paths um, things. Not so much like a Telltale, a little bit different um, where there's a lot of different branching paths along the way. Um, So the thing on the stream is that I'm going to make all the bad choices, like the absolute worst choices um, that you can um, do. Um, So we'll see how that goes and see how quickly people die in the Mm -hmm. stream. Um, I'm hoping that the... um, I'll make that Sunday morning or Sunday, like late morning, into a stream where I play through these games and just try and get the absolute worst outcomes in all situations. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Um, I uh fired up uh with uh football season on the way, I got NCAA 14 back up on my computer completely legally, I mean, on, on a PS3. Um, doing that, and I played one more game, I'm trying to, um. Yeah, I forget. It, it was one I played um, about three weeks ago. Um, I've been having a lot. Oh, I played Stray. That's it. The cat game. Nice. I played the cat game. Um, cat game is fun. Um, they get a lot of the cat stuff right. Um, there's even a the thing where you can just jump on like a table or something and then just knock things off
2: <laughs> as you would great. as a
0: cat. Um, and then there's some strategy to it where they build that in of you knocking something off the edge of a table. Um, so, yeah, um, I haven't gotten far in that because I got sucked up by Live Alive or Yeah Live Alive. Um, it's taken up most of my gaming time. Um, I have a couple of games uh, that came free um, for uh, came to um, Game Pass that I'm probably going to check out. Um, Two Point Campus, um, which is the follow up to Two Point Hospital, which is sort of like Sim Hospital, you know that style Sim, Sim theme park, you know those games. Uh, that just came out. And then um, uh, there was a Power Wash Simulator came mm-hmm. to GamePad. Um, so I'll probably be checking that out. Um, but, yeah, we're almost to the point where um, John Madden, um, whether you want to make the uh, Moses joke of coming down off the mountain or the Groundhog joke of he sees a shadow, um, and will allow all the good video games to come out. So looking forward to all of this coming up in the next couple months here. So, Jen, uh, do you have some news for us?
1: I do. I have quite, quite a few things to talk about. Um, starting out with our very own uh, Behavior Interactive, who, if you didn't know, uh, came out with Dead by Daylight. Um, they've been making some very interesting gaming news, news headlines over the last two weeks, so we're going to talk about it. Um, starting out with Dead by Daylight itself, uh, Behavior has announced that they will once again be partnering with the Resident Evil franchise to bring us more characters into the game. Um, and I think the most exciting part of this announcement is that these are brand new characters. They're not just cosmetics for the existing ones that we have. Oh, yeah. So um, this upcoming event is nicknamed Project W, which I'm sure you can already guess what that probably means. Um, but if you can, I'm going to tell you. They're adding two new survivors. So now you can play as Ada Wong and Rebecca Chambers. And they are adding new killer, Albert Wesker. So that's the W in Project W. Um, Wesker's look is going to have tentacles, like straight out of Resident Evil 5. Um, Ada Wong is going to be in her iconic red dress from Resident Evil 2 and 4. And then Rebecca Chambers is... I think she's just going to be in her stars gear. I think she looks pretty similar to how she looked in um, Resident Evil remake and also Resident Evil zero from what I've seen. She has her headband. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she looks, if not identical, very, very close.
0: That is the only uh, defining characteristic of Rebecca Chambers. (laughs) So she doesn't
1: have the headband, then she could be any
0: generic stars person.
1: (laughs) Yes. So I'm I'm looking forward to it this was something that if anyone out there is a fan of dbd and is into like the leaks the conspiracy theories of everyone you know trying to guess what's coming out next this was a um a a suspected leak for a long time so i wasn't really as surprised by wesker and i would have guessed ada wong would be the next survivor um i was a little surprised by rebecca chambers but um i am very pleasantly surprised that they're going to be brand new survivors and killers because i was just expecting them to reskin um you know one of the existing survivors that we already have so i think it's going to be very interesting i think they're i can't remember if they're tweaking the resident evil um the existing map that they have already the the police station or if they're just you know they're not coming out with a new map i know that much but i'm not sure if they're going to change the existing one a little bit with this uh with this project w coming out but it'll be interesting Um, And they don't have a specific release date. They just say coming soon. So we'll have more information eventually on when that's dropping. Um, Moving on, our, uh, our game that we've mentioned a few times on this podcast, Hooked on You, a Dead by Daylight dating sim, has officially released as of a couple days ago. Um, yeah, so just in case you haven't heard, in this game, you get to meet four of Dead by Daylight's most notorious killers. So the Spirit, the Wraith, the Trapper, and the Huntress. And overall, the game acts the way any other typical dating sim would, where you're tasked with romancing them. Um, you are hanging out on the entity's beach realm called Murderer's Island, obviously. And yeah. Um, The twist here that sets it apart is that you run the risk of being murdered if you don't impress them. (laughs) So the game basically has you go through these mini games to advance the plot. So you're answering quizzes. You're hunting for treasure with them. You're carving up like raw meat with a machete. Like there's all kinds of things that they have you do because these are killers at the end of the day. Um, And you do run the risk of getting murdered if they don't like you in the end. So
0: Uh, the Killers that are in this... Um, I know there are probably more, but it seems like they definitely picked the original killers, right? Yeah, they didn't yep. have to go get licensing deals.
1: Correct. Yeah, these are their original killers. Um I mean they're some of their most popular ones for sure. So um yeah, yeah, yeah no licensed killers. Yeah, I
0: guess they're just missing the doctor and the nurse
1: of the original ones. Uh Doctor, nurse, and hillbilly. Okay. Well, I, I, I guess you
0: could Somebody could tech technically claim Texas Chainsaw with the hillbilly, but
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, well the hill they have the hillbilly and they have Leatherface. In oh, the game, okay. So. so but um but yeah, I mean I don't know if they're gonna add any more to the game. They could potentially. I mean, they have the dredge now, they have the twins, they have a whole bunch of other originals waiting in the wings. So we'll see. Yeah. Um, but if anyone's even mildly interested, even just reading the um the descriptions on the killers. They're hilarious. Um, I'll just, I'll read you one. I have all four here, but I'll just read you one on the trapper. It says, meet the trapper. He's an alpha, an apex alpha male and chiseled man mountain who enjoys killing in caves, beaches, and pools. Put in the work to find the trapdoor to his heart and you'll quickly learn why he's worth snaring or mess up and become his latest victim. He'll have fun either way. They're so funny the way that they word their little, like, you know, their little bios. Yeah, probably
0: giving you hints.
1: Yes, a little bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely a weird-ass game that they came out with. But I think overall, people are finding it to be funny at the very least. And, um, you know, if anyone remembers, there was that person that tweeted at Dead by Daylight asking them to add sex to DVD. And this is pretty close to that. So I guess thank that person for the idea, too. I don't know. Um I think it's on sale right now for $9.99. So if anyone's interested, go head to Steam and play it and let us know what you think. Um, Yeah, they definitely had
0: to put it up for sale because, you know, just to go, hey, you guys wanted sex, we're going to make you pay for it. (laughs) Right. It's not going to be a free update.
1: (laughs) And then lastly, on the Dead by Daylight, our uh, Dead by Daylight behavior front. They are announcing a new game they're coming out with, which surprised me. It's called Meet Your Maker. I don't know if you guys have seen the trailer for this, but um, it's a first-person building and raiding game um, where players have to create outposts, and you can put traps and guards in your outposts, and then you go and you raid someone else's. So the overall story arc in the game is that Earth is dying, and you're playing as a custodian. Um, and your task is to protect this pure genetic material called GenMat, And the gen mat is used to evolve chimeras, which are living experiments. And that's supposed to like, preserve humanity. So the custodian has to make their outposts really tough to prevent raids. So they don't get the gen mat stolen. Um, yeah. So you can customize with traps. Like I said, guards, you can like, there's so much customization involved that you can even program the guards' patrol routes and their behaviors. Like, you're kind of making your own little mini-game in a way. Um, And after your base is set up, like I said, you go and raid someone else's outpost, and you not only can steal their gen mat, but you also can collect rare parts and building materials to improve your own outpost. And you can also re-watch people raiding your base after it happened to see what went wrong, so you can learn from it. So it's like an ever evolving game and they're promising like a ton of updates that it's never going to truly be over that people are just obviously going to keep building and building and building. So I, it's I'm surprised it's very different obviously from Dead by Daylight and the dating sim. Um mm-hmm. but it's a very interesting idea. I think I'm interested to see what people think of it. Yeah. Um I I don't know I don't know if they're capitalizing a little bit on the uh when Fortnite stopped You know, that short amount of time Fortnite stopped their little fort building process of the game. I don't know if, you know, that triggered something in them for the idea or if they already had this idea. But it's very interesting, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah. The Obviously, if anybody, they know how to make these games um, make money without, you know, really having an end point.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. That's a good point. Um, so yeah, if anyone's interested in when this is going to release, they don't have an exact date yet, but they do have it slated for 2023 and it is supposed to be coming out for PS4, PS5, PC, Xbox one, and the series X. So it's coming out for, for everything pretty much, which is cool. Uh, but enough of, uh, behavior. We're going to move on to a game that actually you just mentioned, Mark, and that is Stray. And Dan's going to really like this story, too, because Stray is actually helping to save real life kitties. Aww. Um yeah. So if you haven't heard what Stray is, I'll just reiterate again. You play as a little cute orange cat and basically you're navigating yourself through like a dystopian type environment and you're trying to get home. Um, so naturally, this game has gotten a lot of attention from cat-loving gaming enthusiasts and anybody else that has a heart (laughs) and a soft spot for animals, really. Um, So the great wholesome part of this is that animal shelters have been jumping on Twitch to live stream the game while also showing off their adorable kitties that are up for adoption, and it's, it's proving to be very helpful. So there's a shelter called Crits for Cats. If you guys haven't heard of them, please look them up. It's adorable. They actually have, like, a room where the cats are live streamed and they have this whole, um, super Mario mural on the wall and they have these little platforms for the cats to jump. And it looks like straight out of the game. Like they're jumping That's on platforms cool. in the game. Yeah. Um, yeah. so they, they have their own Twitch channel and they also advocate for, um, like trap neuter return. So they also have, you know, they have rescue cats that you can adopt and foster cats and stuff, but they also trap and and set free, um, wild cats after they neuter them, which is nice, too. But um, yeah. if if you tune into their stream, you get gameplay, live kitty cam. You can cash in your channel points to feed them treats, or you could do a Q&A. You could pick a cat and ask a question about it. So um, it's very interactive. And, and a bunch of other shelters are doing this, too, which I think is great. Um, Stray's publisher, which is Anna Purna Interactive, I think. Anna Purna. Perna. They have partnered with the Nebraska Humane Society to help raise funds for them. So they are actually given, I think, I think it was four game keys for the game. And in exchange, they asked people if you want a chance to win a game key, just donate five dollars to the Nebraska Humane Society, and you get a chance to win a game key. And I could be wrong. I, it could be a lot more than four. I don't remember. Um, but they were able to raise seven thousand dollars. Um, which is going for medical care and upkeep for the cats. And they said that out of about 560 donations, most of the donors were brand new, which means that this brought like them a whole new oh, avenue nice. of eyes on them. Yeah. So I think stories like this is really great to talk about. I mean, it shows yeah. it like is a whole nother reason how video games can, you know, help in a positive way. Um, and also live streaming. I think that's really cool. So um, this was another great cause that I felt like was worth talking about.
0: Yeah, yeah, know, I forgot to mention one thing with Stray. It has one of the most realistic cat moments I've ever seen. Uh, at some point, you get like a uh, backpack thing. Um, and as soon as they put it on the cat, the cat just goes down flat on the ground.
1: <laughs> like, what is this?
0: <laughs> yeah, does it perfectly. And I'm like, yep, it's so every time you put like uh, a, like a new collar on or people to put leashes on them. Uh-huh. The heart, the exact same thing, just all the way flat to the ground. And I'm like, I'm so glad they put that in there. It's so good.
1: You know those videos where the cats get scared by, like, cucumbers? Yeah. <laughs> Are there cucumbers in the game? I have They're
0: not just... seen any. That would be funny <laughs> if they do. But, yeah. But That's yeah, great. yeah. Like, I'm looking forward to seeing if there's more stuff like that. Because being a cat mm-hmm. owner and having cats my whole life for the most part, it's just little intricate intricate things that I've noticed. Yeah. That you can tell these people have also been around a lot of cats.
1: Yeah, that's that's really fun. I like that. All right, so moving on. um, Question for everyone listening. Have you ever gotten so wrapped up in a game where you've gotten to the point where you didn't feel like getting up to use the bathroom? If this is you, you might want to listen to this. So a YouTube content creator uh, named Basically Homeless has managed to build a PC inside of a functioning toilet bowl. So he can literally play on his PC while going to the bathroom. Uh, so through some trial and error, he built a partition inside of the tank for his PC parts, um, which he lined with a ton of flex seal to keep the water out for obvious reasons. Yeah. Um, and then he cut out spots on the top of the tank for cooling fans and then put in like a clear glass window in the front of the tank. So you could see naturally you want to see inside and see what it looks like. Right. So yeah. he also added RGB lights and, and all of that stuff. So it's pretty funny to look at if if anyone wants to see pictures, just Google, you know, gaming PC toilet bowl, and I'm sure they'll pop up. Um, and in case anyone was interested in his specs, they include a GeForce RTX 3060 <laughs> and a... Uh, I think it was a one twenty seven hundred Intel processor. So basically his PC pooper is more powerful than my regular <laughs> PC is what I'm of getting course, at. Here. I mean, but yeah. he's
0: basically homeless.
1: Right. Apparently. Um, I wonder why. Yeah. He did also mention that, you know, he went into this. There's a lot of, like I said, trial and error involved. Um, I'm sure he might have burned through a few parts. Um, but he said, not only did this wind up turning out to be a really unique gaming PC, but he also learned a lot about plumbing, (laughs) which is really funny. So maybe he has a second, you know, a second occupation now, who knows, but he said he enjoyed the experience and maybe he'll be back building some other crazy versions of computers soon. I don't know, but thought that was interesting. Yeah. And then (laughs) lastly, um, I stumbled upon another really strange story, um, involving the Diablo Immortal mobile game, which is a, oh. like a free to play ARPG. I don't know if you heard about this. It sounds like you might have.
0: No, th- this Diablo Immortal has been a thing.
1: Uh huh. Yeah. Well, so it's very well known, apparently, that this kind of game is very, very play to win. There's a ton of microtransactions. Yep. And in this game specifically, all you have to do is purchase Legendary Crests, which will give this, you know, which will give you the best and most powerful gems, and then you upgrade your gems to even higher levels, um, and that increases a, a stat called resonance, and that boosts all of your base attributes. So all of the, you're basically buying the chance to level yourself up, essentially. Yeah. Um, so a YouTuber, J J All Business. Sorry says he spent a ton of money right out of the gate as soon as the game launched to make sure that he was ahead of everyone else. This resulted in him slaughtering basically everybody he's gone up against in PvP. And to date, he only has a few losses. Like, he has a near-perfect record. I want to stop and have you both guess how much money you think he spent when the game came out out of pocket, buying his way to win. So what, what do you think he spent money-wise on this game?
0: Oh, I'll let Dan go first.
1: Uh, $15,000. Okay. Mark.
2: I was going to
0: go a little less. I was going to say at least
2: a grand.
1: Okay. You guys are close. He spent a hundred thousand (laughs) dollars. Oh, (laughs) geez. That's yeah. That's too much. Yeah. Here's the problem that he faces now because his win record is so high and unreachable for anyone else. The game is now unable to match him with anyone to go up against. So this issue has, yeah, this issue has been going on for weeks now where he has literally let the game search for a match for three days straight, but it can't find anyone because there's no one on his level. So not only this, he's also apparently unable to participate fully in the P- the PvP battlegrounds, which is like their end game feature. Um, and basically the players who would do this can become a clan leader and other players can join your clan and help defend it. But you have to be able to actively prevent or prevent people from coming in and attacking you. Um, And there's the event in the game called the Rite of Exile, where in order to defend his clan's immortal status, one of the quests requires him to complete a battle, which he can't. And not only that, he can't pass on leadership to anyone else in the clan to get around it. He can't leave the clan either. So all of his members in the clan are also unable to finish the event. So he's basically just looking at this game that he paid hundred grand for and saying, I can't play, and everyone that joined me because I'm so notorious is now getting screwed over because at the end of this event, we're getting decimated and there's nothing we can do about it. So apparently Blizzard let this person know that they're working on a fix for this, but now JT's all business is indicating he might ask for a refund on his $100,000 because he feels like he's not playing... He can't play what he paid for. So, of course, you have people on both sides supporting him and opposing him. The flip side basically telling him, like, well, no, you paid to play and win the game and you won the game now. And it's done for you because you've done too much. So yeah. <laughs> I thought that was just I, insane.
0: I won that side, Dave.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too. I got to be honest. It, I mean, I feel like this is kind of karma's a little harsh, but like. It just the way it worked out is funny to me. Like, yeah, needing good. to spend a hundred thousand dollars for that sort of validation, and then yeah. being to told, be like,
0: "Mr. Twitch Stream, yeah, 4, I am.
1: You're the best. Congratulations. You bought. You bought. You spent a hundred thousand dollars to be the best, but that's all you get now because you've reached the se- the ceiling. Like,
0: I, I would love it if one of those two people that did beat him, or a couple people that did beat him, if like they were like a no money person.
1: Right. I, that's, that would be very interesting. That's, that's, who,
0: as, 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 that's where my former journalistic instincts come into play. Like, I don't really care about this guy. He's a douchebag. Um, I want to go find the people that beat him and see if they also spent $100,000 <laughs> right. or, if, or if they were just better at the game than him. Sure, but, yeah. But he has no grounds for the refund. Um, no, I don't think so, yeah. honestly. So he's just doing that to get Blizzard to give him the money back.
1: No. Um, I yeah, I I I don't know what they're going to do as a workaround, but
0: they'll figure they'll have to figure something out cuz how much money he spent. And right. if right. he has a big audience, how big of an audience audience he has. Um but yeah, this is just I don't feel bad for people to pay to win things no. at all. Like no matter, you know, whether now you well, you had the privilege of being able to spend six figures on a not a great mobile game. Yeah. You know. And now you can't play it anymore. Uh, cue the uh, always sunny in Philadelphia crying gif.
1: I was going to say the world's smallest violin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, yeah. But ridiculous. I'm
0: interested to see what the. I'm more interested to see what Blizzard does more yeah. so than what happens to this jerk off um, just because they have to do something like as much as it pains me to say it and would want the company to just tell them to fuck off. Right. Um they have they he gave them a lot of money. They have to figure it out.
1: Yeah. I um, mean, I I just actually read through a game that I play, updated their EULA. So I was just reading through it. And even in that game, microtransactions, they depending on the EULA, I guess, in the mobile game, yeah. but I feel like it's pretty standard. Like your, your choice to spend money in microtransactions in the game is yes. non refundable. Like I'm pretty sure it's gotta be in there.
0: It's in there. Like I said, he's right. not going to get his refund. He's just saying yeah. that because he knows he has an audience that he thinks can put pressure on blizzard.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. Like you said, it'll be interesting to see what they wind up, you know, doing, but there's no way he should get his money back. Cause nope. that's ridiculous. So very interesting stuff, I suppose. Yeah. So, uh, all right.
0: So I got to move on at this point to the, uh, topic for the week. Um, yeah, so this will be a sort of a quick one. We didn't, we couldn't really think of a theme to like tie into the thing. So with it being August and a lot of big games scheduled to come out soon, um, I had asked um, Jen and hopefully Dan had some time to think about this. But I understand if he did not. Um, if there are any games or things coming out that they were uh, looking forward to, um, just um, just in general, um, just so we can start talking about that stuff. A nice, quick, easy topic um to get through here um so uh uh, jen we'll start with you um uh do you have anything you're looking forward to it can even be updates on games or anything like that because i have one of those on my list
1: so i have two things that i am definitely looking forward to playing that are coming out this year and then one like quick honorable mention um just honestly i've been so addicted to my indie horror games that there's not a ton of stuff that I'm looking forward to, but among the few that I do have, um, do you want me to just do are we gonna go like go round Robin or do you want me to just list them all at once? Yeah, let's
0: just, let's just do one for now. Um okay. and then we'll come back. If it's just me and you, we'll just dump our things
1: okay. after that. So the first one I had mentioned it um probably a few episodes ago at this point, and that's Disney Dreamlight Valley, uh, which is releasing very soon on September 6th. Um I've had my eye on it since it was announced. It's kind of like an Animal Crossing meets Kingdom Hearts style game. And it's basically, uh, to summarize it quickly, the world where your favorite Disney characters live, it's been taken over by an evil presence called the forgetting and it's trapping them and stealing their memories. And your job is to rescue the characters and restore their memories and defeat this evil force. And of course you unlock story content. And in the town that you live in with the saved characters, that's where the Animal Crossing aspect comes in. So you can like fish and cook and build things and play little mini games with them. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing gameplay of this and getting some opinions on the game from other people before officially making the decision if I want to play it myself. But from what I've seen, it looks really cute. And I was really into Animal Crossing and I was really into Kingdom Hearts. So I think it would be interesting to see how much traction this gets and also see if I'm, you know, genuinely interested in playing it or if it's more of something where I would just like to watch other people play. But, you know, I'm I'm excited for it. I think it's it's something to keep my eye on still.
0: Okay. Uh, Dan, do you have anything?
2: Yeah, uh, well, I, I would guess the one major one but I'm not going to be able to play it because we, we don't have a PlayStation. It would be uh, God of War Ragnarok, uh, unless we somehow are able to find one of those soon. That
1: was my honorable mention yeah. for that reason. Uh,
2: so that's one of them. Um, something that I could probably play, though, would be the Marvel Midnight Suns. Okay. That looks interesting. Um, I don't know what kind of game it is. I've just seen trailers for it. I'm sure it's like a... Um, I, I would assume it's R, an RPG-type game. I have to look more into it. Yeah, it's but, like, uh, have you ever seen XCOM? Yes.
0: Yeah, so it's like that, but I think it's going to be, like, card-based. So. Oh,
2: okay. Yeah. Now I'm no longer interested in it. <laughs> that sounds lame. Yeah. Card-based?
0: They may have changed it, but that was one of the big things. Uh, I think they said that, and then they got a little bit of a backlash, so they may be, you know, taking that away, but... Um,
1: was the backlash, Dan? No, all- no. The backlash oh.
0: was about cards because everybody thought it was going to be like XCOM, like, like turn-based strat where you tell them to go here, you tell them to use their superpower, you know.
2: But yeah, well, I, I thought it would kind of be like um, Ultimate Alliance that they had back in the day for mm-hmm. like Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty, and
0: yeah, I, it, it, I wonder if it'll be closer to that, and just people were. Um, like, convinced that the other way just because of who's making it, which is Paraxis, who made you know a lot of those games, the, the XCOM okay. S games.
2: So, mm, more sense,
0: you know, so maybe they are going in that direction, you know, with Ultimate Alliance. That's why the cards and all that. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I that was one of the ones on my list. That's October 7th for those of you out there. Um, yeah, and yeah, so for me. Um, I'll get, I'll get the one funny one right off the bat because I did no idea it was coming out and was going to mention it. And then it literally dropped two days ago. Um, they, uh, released the Montana map for American truck simulator.
1: Yes. Nice. (laughs) Are we getting trucking? was trucking Thursdays back.
0: We we might, we might get some trucking for Montana. Um, at some point (laughs) here I was, I'm waiting for that in Wyoming and uh, they may release Wyoming. I'm not sure, but I just saw the Montana is going to be the fun one. Um, and then they're doing Texas, which should be interesting, but I'm not expecting that till any time, sometime next year. Um, but yeah, that was just a quick, fun one. Um, one of the ones I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to um, uh, coming out. I'm trying to find the date here for it. Um, yeah, so um, I'll mention one of my minor ones here. Um, they're they're going to be releasing uh, that Metal hell singer. Um, that I played the demo for on stream um, which is like the rhythm based uh, shooter whatever like first person game Um, that's coming out on September 15th Um, so I'm looking forward to that one. Um, I don't know how much I'll play it. I really like that demo Um, so if I can stay with the beat and not get frustrated by it I'll probably um, uh, play it um, all the way through but We'll see. I'm hoping it's one of those like, lower priced indie games, like $20, $25, or something like that, and not a full priced game. Yeah, so like I said, that is September 15th. And the Disney thing that uh, Jen was th- talking about is September 6th. And, uh, and that seems to be coming to last gen, um, you know, uh, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. So, um, yeah, Jen, what else do you have?
1: So the other game that I had. Um was the Callisto Protocol, which is coming out, yeah, December 2nd. I think, Dan, I don't know if you've seen the trailer for this, but I think you're going to like this game, too. Um, Everyone knows... that I haven't seen it. You haven't? Okay. So everyone knows at this point I'm a huge horror gamer. I'm really excited for this, especially because this is also being referred to as the spiritual successor to Dead Space. Um, And that is, if anyone didn't know, one of my favorite horror games ever. Um, (laughs) So to describe it briefly... The Callisto Protocol is like a futuristic survival horror game and it's set in a prison colony on Callisto, which is one of the moons on Jupiter, of Jupiter. Um, And you play as Jacob Lee, who's a prisoner, and he finds himself in quite a bit of trouble when his fellow inmates start turning into murderous beasts. So that's the premise of the game. Um, All the imagery I've seen so far makes it look like it came straight out of Dead Space And that's mainly because some of that game's brilliant minds were involved in this new game. So I'm really excited for it. I think it's going to be amazing. Um, It's coming out for PC, which makes me really happy. So I'm here for it. I'm excited. I get to play it. (laughs) I think, like I said, Dan, I think you're really going to like it. I think you should look up some trailers on it when you can. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, uh,
2: Dan,
0: were those your only two
2: or? There's a new Pokemon game coming out that looks pretty cool. I was going to say,
0: yeah. Yeah, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet?
2: Uh, I think that's right. Yeah, Yeah, Scarlet Scarlet and uh, and Violet, November 18th. 18th. Yeah. But I'm afraid to mention these games because I'm worried Jen's going to go out and buy them now.
1: (laughs) No, I'm not.
2: Well, you said you wanted them on the podcast, so I went and got everything for you. That's what I'm afraid is going to (laughs) happen.
1: Oh, poor Dan getting gifted games.
2: I don't want them. I don't want (laughs) them.
0: Yeah, that Pokemon game looks pretty good. Um, I am forever, um, loyal to my duck boy. um, Yeah. Your duck son. My duck son. Um, and just to give you one more that you may have not known about, um, or forgotten about, Dan, um, the, uh, they're doing the, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Calabunga collection.
2: Oh, what's that?
0: That's all 16 games that have come out previously.
2: See, look at
1: that. Another game for me to get, Dan. Yeah.
2: I don't want it. Don't give it to (laughs) me.
1: So yeah, that
0: comes out August thirtieth. Um, Scarlet and Violet um, has down on here. I just had it November eighteenth, as we said. Um, yeah, so for me, um, I'll I'll just do uh, I'll do the obvious one. We'll get that out of the way. Obviously, I'm looking forward to Madden and FIFA. Um, I, I am still a, a sports game um, mark. Uh, so uh, those two definitely looking forward to. Um, no matter how terrible they are, I keep going back. Um and then yeah, so I'm looking forward to those. And then I have two um games that are coming out very shortly, um, that I'll uh mention here. Um I'm looking forward to Cult of the Lamb, which was another one of those demo games. It's sort of like a um like a um I'm trying to remember. I thought I think it's like a survival thing, um sorta of where you go dungeon crawling and stuff like that and like build up a cult and you know, um, stuff like that's coming out August 11th. And then the one I'm really interested in, but I don't know if I'll be any good at it, is a uh, roller drum, um, which is like the, um, a roller ball, like, uh, derby thing, but you have guns and you, uh, you know, your goal is to kill, uh, the opponents. Um, uh, one of the things that it has that might make it tough on me is that to, um, Uh, refill your gun or gain bullets or whatever. Um, You have to do, like, Tony Hawk-style tricks on your roller skates, like do, like, 360s and flips and grabs and stuff. And I am not um, so good at that (laughs) from the times we played Aggressive Inline and Tony Hawk. Um, So we'll see how good, but the aesthetic is great. Um, It looks like that game Sable that came out. recently so i love the art style so we'll see um how that is that is uh, august 16th um and i'm looking to see i think there's one more i'll put, make this my indie game section um for games like that i think that's it i think the other one hasn't had an announcement yet but yeah so um those two games there and um uh and obviously um god of War, ragnarok and all that stuff as well um I think basically everything but the Disney thing Jen mentioned I'm looking forward to as well Uh, because I had not even known that was coming out. (laughs) Um, So do you have anything else before I uh, lay out my really funny one that I never thought I would say?
1: Um, I just had an honorable mention, which was uh, the Ragnarok game. Um, And like Dan said, unfortunately, uh, our PS4 hasn't been turned on in so long. I don't know if it even works. And if it does, it wouldn't fit on there because there's no storage. And we can't get our hands on a PS5 and probably won't till PS6 comes out. So nice. I will be living vicariously through somebody else when the game comes or, out. But
0: or now that Sony's starting to port things to PC.
1: Truth, yeah. I really hope it comes to PC because that would be cool. Yeah, yeah. Because
0: yeah. you that? might get your Horizon in about a year.
1: Yeah, I know. I
2: would imagine. Oh. So, so wait, it's going to port in a year.
1: Usually, well, things been it like
0: eighteen months from release, right. roughly.
2: Oh, okay. It'll
1: come eventually. Fingers crossed. Yeah. It's that's just, been, they, that's want been, it, they want wanted yeah. to remain on their console first, you know, exclusively gotcha. for a while.
0: Yeah, that's been that's that's what they did with God of War. God of War is about 18 months or two years. The original same with wait. the original Horizon.
2: Yeah, I don't mind waiting.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So what for that, I don't mind waiting either.
2: Well, obviously. it's impossible to get a PlayStation 5 It's been looking yeah. forever.
1: Yeah.
2: I don't yeah. Someone was saying that they've they outsell Xbox and I don't understand how that's possible. I don't see I never see any PlayStation. But
0: yeah. it's probably they probably people are buying them but then you got the hoarders that are um you know selling them online for exorbitant amounts of money.
2: Oh, scalpers. Scalpers. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so that that's probably where a lot of those are coming from. Um but yeah, so uh the one, so um, for those of you that known me for a while, I don't know if there's um anyone listening besides this the sentence that I was I'm going to say, I never thought I would say until about a year ago or so, maybe a year and a half.
2: I am really looking forward to the Call of Duty game. Yeah, nice. that actually looked I, I like the first modern warfare, the story, at least. Now I'm talking about the multiplayer, Dan. Oh well, yeah, I mean <laughs> that's fine too.
0: I Jen probably knows this. Well, not really a first-person multiplayer game person at all, um, but yeah, I've been circling this date. Going, I really want to get back in there. But Vanguard was so bad. <laughs> I really want to do this. I never thought I would become a, a Call of Duty player.
1: You're a ever. Call of Duty bro now.
0: I'm a Call of Duty bro now. <sighs> there could be worse things to be. True. Yeah. Yeah. I could. I could. I could be a Dota person. <laughs>
2: Well, I'll tell you the the first Modern Warfare Two is what got me into Modern Warfare. The multiplayer, I, I would play that all the time, and uh, I love that's. I think that might be my favorite um, yeah, uh, first person shooting game.
0: Yeah, the the reboot um, of it, or whatever the new Modern Warfare or whatever they did like two games ago, is the one that got me into multiplayer online. Yeah, um, games. Um, the original ones I would play, but I would just play, like, locally, you know, with friends or you know, stuff like that. Um, right. Never go online by myself um, to play, which I did with this one. And I'm just hoping that Modern Warfare 2 is as good as that first one, because Vanguard was so disappointing. Um, and I'm not really a Black Ops guy, so I didn't really play that one. Um, but yeah, so I that is my final one that I'm looking forward to. Might be, like, the game that is on my list, um, uh, not one that I think is going to be like game of the year. I've had so many early on that um, are, could win that title, but it's definitely the game that I'm like, all right, I'm going to sink a bunch of hours into this, and you know, uh, also play along with Kyler Murray, and as I watch the Arizona Cardinal season sink um, there as well. So, There's a good uh,
2: chance he'll be there.
0: <laughs> yeah, with FaZe Clan, you know, while he's while he's doing his independent studies um so yeah that's about it um let us know on twitter um if you have any games coming out um that you're uh, looking forward to we're at game Vault pod um so just send it over there let us know what you're thinking um very much looking forward to um there are probably stuff we missed um this is just the, the ones that that i had circled um but there's always a game that pops up out of nowhere there's been a couple game of the years that have come out of nowhere for me um, in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, so I uh, forward to that. But that leads us into tonight's Retro Roulette game, uh, which was, uh, if I remember correctly, it is the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers game for the uh, Super Nintendo. Yep. Correct? <laughs> I played that on. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Just I, play, I played it like when you guys first announced it and I had all the life stuff happen. <laughs> and it was just like, <laughs> I was just like, uh, where did I play that again? Mm-hmm. But this is the one, thankfully, that I played a lot as a child. Um, it's the beat-em-up game. It's the one like Streets of Rage. Um, it, from what I played and what I remembered, um, it had that same quality that um, those games had for me. Um, not in terms... Obviously, those games are better than Streets of Rage and in your final fights. Uh, but for me, uh, it, it's just a nostalgia hit. Um, I don't know exactly how good it is. Um, you know, even going back to it, I'm like, god, oh, this feels like all these other games I play, it's not like it's not like something like Turtles in Time um where I was able to um, you know, see oh, I see why this was good, um sort of thing. Uh but um I'm more interested to see
2: um what you guys think um of it. Hello. Hello? All uh, right. I can go. Okay. yeah. Okay. Uh I used to play this game when I was a kid. It's been a while since I played, um, but I remember it vividly. Uh, I, I loved how it, the, the uh, everything. All right. Yeah. No. Oh, okay. Game Ball Cat. Oh boy. Um, yeah, I, I, I remember. And what I liked about the game was uh, the 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 stages are separated by two different areas. One when you're uh, just you're the regular teenager. You don't have any. Uh, you're not a Power Ranger. Um, and then, then you morph into your Power Ranger suit, and then you fight the, uh, you know, the big bad guy for the, the the stage. And then there, I think there was two or three instances where you play as the Megazord.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh,
2: that was really cool. I enjoyed that. But yeah, I I like how every Ranger has like a special. Again, I didn't play this because I didn't know what you guys were doing, but uh, I, I just saw Jen had it up on her screen, and I remember uh, I always played as Billy, uh, the Blue Ranger, because he had like the I don't know what the weapons are called, but it was it was essentially uh, like two daggers that he would place together to form like a long double-edged spear, and uh, I would always spam the twirl uh, action when fighting the putties. Uh, so I was just that's exactly how I made it through pretty much every map. You just spam the the twirl button, and um, I, I don't. I think he had freezing rain as his special move, or like his uh, area attack. Um, I'm trying to remember. Zach had boulders. I think Jason had comets, but I, I can't remember what Kimberly and Trini had. Which is Kim- very sexist of me, and I apologize. Kimberly.
1: Kimberly looked like she had um, either something electric or something with rain. I can't remember because well, I did like, this special move by accident. <laughs> maybe it was like <laughs> so shooting bars
2: or something like that. Like,
1: yeah, it was like something like that. Yeah,
2: yeah, Trini. I don't remember what she had. I never played it. I I remember playing as Trini once, and her her weapon her weapon wasn't great. I think she just had like daggers. Right, Jason had a sword. Billy had the the uh, the sigh. Kimberly had the bow, and Zach had the axe. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember exactly what Trini had. I'm sorry, but yeah, I like I like this game. This game was a uh, very simple, just you know, uh, left to right, uh, some platforming aspects here and there. Um, I had a lot of the monsters action figures growing up. Like, I think I had the- there was the one guy who was all eyes. He was like a giant eyeball monster. Oh yeah. I had him. There's also a skeleton, like Don Quixote-looking guy. Yeah,
1: that's the first. I think that's the first boss.
2: Yeah, he has a he has like a rapier. Yeah. Um, and he has like a. It looks like he has a conquistador hat on. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I don't know what his name was. Uh, well, I'm trying to remember what some of the other monsters were. I can't recall at the moment, but I, I just remember those two specifically. Yeah. yeah it was It was a nice little uh, walk down memory lane. Yeah. You that. have
0: Goldar and all
2: that. Oh, okay. You fight Goldar. All right. Um, yeah.
0: He's probably near the end. I would imagine.
2: That would make sense, right? He because he's Rita Repulsa's right hand man. Yeah. Um, you
0: can't have a Power Rangers game without Goldar.
2: Yeah, that's true. Uh, but other than that, I mean, it's it's a solid. How do you rate your games? One out of a hundred? Is that what? Yeah, we they, do that at you... the end, Dan. Oh, okay. Well, I would give it... No, go ahead. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Throwing so, off our method. Um, so I went into this game honestly expecting to not like it, but I was very surprised by how much I enjoyed it. Um, I thought it was a lot of fun. It was easy to pick up. It's a. It can be a button masher in the sense that a total beginner like me can start playing it and not have the little booklet that came with the game that told you what the controls were. Um, because it's pretty easy to start out and just pick up what you know, what works for you and then eventually have some sort of strategy in mind. Um, I liked how you could interact with certain parts of the environment, like throwing barrels or benches at enemies, which I think is pretty funny. And I always appreciate being able to pick up an enemy and throw it at another one. So, you know, stuff like that. Um, I think the music was good. It didn't get on my nerves, which is always nice. It was very fitting of power Rangers. Um, I thought the first boss was a little tough for me to beat. Um, I got to the first boss um, with a full health bar. So I was like, oh, this game's so easy. And then I didn't realize that the boss itself had three stages where it went from that conquistador skeleton with the sword to a skeleton with no arms, but shot fire to just the head that could also shoot fire. And the hardest part was getting to hit the actual head because it was so high up most of the time. And it knew where you were at all times. So if you didn't keep moving, it would hit you with the fire. So most of the time it was too high up for me to reach it. So I had to learn to be patient and just wait for it to like, you know, avoid the fire while making sure that it was close enough to actually hit it. Yeah, um,
0: there were a lot of those in Turtles in Time, too.
1: Yeah, but I had a lot of fun. It it actually like low key gave me the Turtles in Time type vibe. Yeah. Um, you know, like Dan said, with it being the side scrolling type platformer-esque beat them up. Um, but I, I had a lot of fun with it. I played as Kimberly and Zach. Um, I played as Zach first, and then I played as Kimberly. I was very happy with Kimberly's weapon because it's very fitting of a weapon that I would choose for myself in a game. Because no. you know she has the close combat with the bow, where it kind of is, you know, kind of is like a sword in a way. But um, you know, from long distance, she has the actual arrow that she fires. So I thought that was really cool. Um, Did you know,
2: Jen? You were talking about the health bar. Yeah. You can collect even if you had maximum health you can continue to collect health in it and it just maximizes your health.
1: I think I did that once by accident when I played a Zach, um, because I had a full health bar and then I picked up health and it turned the bar a different color. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it, I, it I it got hit a bunch wrong. of times. Yeah. I think the
2: highest it. it could be is like blue or whatever.
1: Yeah. I think it was blue. And yeah.
2: then if you get hit a few times, it, it won't go down.
1: Right. Yeah. I figured that's what happened. I didn't know if I picked up some kind of like, invincibility thing or if it was maximizing my health bar cuz it the color changed but I did notice that and then I forgot about it till you just mentioned <laughs> it. <laughs> but um yeah, I had a lot of fun like I said playing it. I I don't I don't like most fighting games cuz I'm not good at them, but give me a good button masher or okay, it's not fair to only call it a button masher, but I treated it like a button masher and it worked for me. Um so I I appreciate it for you know what it was.
0: Yeah. yeah so, um, yeah, definitely, and it was one of those games that hits the the nostalgia window for a certain generation. Um, I don't know if the people that follow the new Power Rangers would have the same um, nostalgia, but um, it definitely it definitely works on that that turtles level as well. Yeah. All right, so uh, time for our scores, uh, Dan. Since you were so eager, I'll let you go first. <laughs> uh,
2: so, what do you rate it out of again? Out of five. Out of five. Uh I, I'm going to say hmm. it's it's a very simple game right it's very um you know nuts and bolts doesn't really add a whole lot to it uh for what it is I'm going to say it's a 4 it, it's a solid 4 um it's I think what's keeping it from being a 5 is just how overly simplistic it is uh graphics aren't great it's it's kind of um things kind of are just you know very plain in it, but yeah. yeah, I mean, there is a little bit of um, what's the word I'm looking for? There, there is some not diversity, but between the characters, you do feel there is a little bit of a difference between playing as like, like I said, like Jason and Kimberly or uh Trini and Zach. You, there is a little bit of a difference there, but not yeah. so much where like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. There's a huge difference between playing with like. Raphael, and Donatello, you know, where Donatello has a much bigger reach with his bow staff than Raphael would have with his Psy. Um, yeah, so I, I think a four is fine. It, it's, it doesn't try to do any... It doesn't try to reinvent the wheel with it, but it's, a st- it's still a fun game. You could pick it up and play at any time. Uh, and the Zord fights are, are cool, but okay. just not, there's not a whole lot of them. I think there's only three fights. So it would be cool if there was a, maybe a few more.
1: All right, Jen. Um, So I agree with Dan. I was planning on giving this a four out of five as well. Um, It's a solid brawler side-scrolling game. It's fun to play. Um, It's not something that I think I would play for a long period of time, but I always appreciate a game that I could pick up and play for a little bit and then put it down and be able to walk away and I'm not selling my soul to it for the next month, (laughs) like some of my other games that I play. Um, But yeah, I, I pleasantly was surprised with it. And I had a lot of fun. So, four out of five for me.
0: Yeah. So, um, for me, I'm going to go slightly lower. I'm a three and a half um, just because I also do the, you know, times it by two. It's a solid seven out of 10 sort of type game. Um, also, because I played a lot of these brawlers from this generation. And um, to be fair to those, I don't think it's better than uh, Turtles or uh, Streets of Rage or, or Final Fight or. You know, it's probably on par with the Captain America game. Um, you know, um, maybe around the, you know, uh, Maximum Carnage, you know, uh, those games. You know, rough, three and a half, four um, is where a lot of those games fall. And I think this is sort of in the second tier of those. So um, I'll go a little bit below. Um, still a fun game, as Jen said. I've, you know with my completely legitimate um, uh, Super Nintendo collection... Um, I've just randomly just picked to play this game, you know, and just would play the first level or two. Um, just hey, let me check this out. Or, you know, eh, you know, let me do this. Um, so it definitely falls into that category. But um, I do wish it felt a little better. Um, I don't know exactly how to describe it because I'm not really very good at describing what I mean. Um, but the it just doesn't have the same feel that, that those other games have. Uh, but if you love Power Rangers you'll you'll like this game um if you like brawlers it's a fine one of those um you know um, i'm just glad we didn't play the fighting game because that one is really bad um but yeah so three out of five for me i guess we'll we'll wait for twitter for Tom's ranking of it um so without further ado uh let's uh spin the wheel Well, Jen, they're not dragons, but uh, I did get uh, Turok the Dinosaur Hunter.
1: Close enough, I'll take it.
0: (laughs) And these dinosaurs don't have feathers, so um, not going to be scientifically accurate.
1: Oh, oh, now I'm out.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, Turok for Nintendo 64 um, came out, I believe, late 90s. um, Probably, like, obvious mark, that's when 64 was out. But um, I think it's 98. Um, I'll have more information when we, uh, for next week, but, um, yeah, it came on the heels of GoldenEye in terms of that, um, the type of first-person shooter, um, games. Um, the, the multiplayer was very much like, uh, those games, um, but trying to do their own fun thing. The thing I remember most about this game is that they had a really tough time with the, like, um the field of view draw space, so there's a lot of fog in this game. It's very Silent Hill-esque in that respect. Cool. You know, not in a creepy, like, scary way, just like, we can't render anything past a certain level, so it's foggy. (laughs) (laughs) Sort of limitation. So, um, yeah, so we're going to play along with us. Once again, that is Turok the Dinosaur Hunter uh, for uh, the Nintendo 64. All right, guys. Well, that was a good episode. I hope... uh, We uh, satisfied um, um, Dan with getting him off to his gains. Um, Yeah, thank you very much. He did a very good episode, and we were able to not ramble as much. So maybe maybe we just need like a gun to our head with that every week. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) to to do that, or we'll just blame Tom. It's Tom's fault. He's the one that goes off on tangents. That's not us. He
2: can't defend himself, so it's perfect.
0: Exactly. Uh, So thank you for joining me, Dan, Um, on short notice. Um, Always appreciate it. You're very uh,
2: welcome.
0: Yeah, so uh do real quick, um just because I don't remember exactly how your name is written on Twitch. Uh let everyone know where they can find you.
2: Oh, uh it's the bat dan underscore. So just uh, the bat b A T D A N underscore. So he streams. Um I guess we could semi call you a variety streamer, but it
0: more feels like whatever the hell you want to play.
2: Yeah, pretty more much. Than yeah.
0: Variety.
2: <laughs> whatever whatever uh, yeah, I have on me at the moment.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, which is a perfectly valid way to do this, Um, you know, probably the way that I would be good as a solo streamer. Um, But yeah, so it's it's always fun. He sometimes jumps in on on Gen streams um, for things, so uh, be sure to give him a follow. Um, And yeah, so we will be back um, on Monday for me playing Turok, Uh, so look forward to that and all of its N64 glory. and then we'll definitely be back on Thursday uh, with the multiple things that I could do there um, in terms of, um, you know, we could do Neon White again. I could do um, any of the the other games that I'm sort of Power Watch Simulator, just things like that. Just have fun on Thursday. Uh, and then, obviously, follow Janet Roxy Foxy uh, if you love horror games. I may be popping in for VHS stuff here and there. Um, so... Yeah, and then um, we are on Twitter at Game Vault Pod. Um, and then our Twitch channel is uh, twitch.tv slash Game Vault Pod. Um, we're also an affiliate of Stone Age Gamer. Um, so feel free to click the link um, in the uh, description and on our Twitch channel uh, to, uh, you know, give us a little uh, kickback for all your retro needs, you know, wires, controllers, things like that. It's a great shop to go to. I just saw a. Uh, one of the games journalists I uh, follow um, went to the actual physical location in Ohio and found a Spice Orange GameCube. Ooh, Sounds nice. cool. Which is obviously, for those that you know, um, had to be modded because it was a Japan-only release. So they had to mod it to play a U.S. game. <laughs> uh, but it was a, the. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So those are, those are the types of things that they have over there. So uh, if you're looking for that, feel free to go to our website or drive all the way to Ohio. <laughs> um, check them out but uh, alright for uh, Dan and Jen uh Mark and we'll see you next time bye